Welcome back to After the Smoke Clears, the podcast where we explore stories of resilience and triumph after overcoming adversity. In this episode, we continue our conversation with Eric Wiseman as he shares his experiences of growing up as a person of mixed descent in Vancouver and Surrey. We look forward to hearing Eric share the challenges he faced, including bullying, discrimination, and stereotypes, all while navigating through predominantly brown and white schools. Join us as we listen to Eric's story of perseverance and learn how he overcame these obstacles. Quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at After the Smoke Clears Podcast and on our TikTok as well at After the Smoke Clears Pod. Without further ado, let's get into it. Now that we've learned a little bit more about Eric's background and struggle with growing up as a child of divorce, let's move on to discuss how he navigated growing up as an Indian-British mixed kid in Surrey and Vancouver, where he faced bullying, discrimination, and racial stereotypes. Okay, so starting off, as someone who's mixed race, can you share some of the prejudices that you faced growing up, both from white and brown kids? How did that impact your sense of identity? Uh, Okay, so I grew up in Surrey. Um, Mm -hmm. And for anyone that doesn't know, Surrey is is predominantly brown. Um, So in elementary school, um, basically almost everyone in that school was brown. Um, There were a few white kids, but um, the brown people hung out with the brown people. The white people hung out with the white people. It was that sort of thing. So um, I never really fit in with either or crowd. I remember the brown people used to speak in uh, in Punjabi and they would talk <clears throat> about me behind my back yeah. um, or like even in front of me and they'd say certain words where I knew they were talking about me but I couldn't fully understand because I don't yeah. speak full Punjabi. Um, and then the white people too, they're like, oh, like you're, you know, they would have their little racial remarks to where like, you know, they'll call you a Hindu or a, or like a Paki, mm-hmm. or like, you, you know, shit like yeah. that. Just stupid shit, really ignorant shit. Yeah. Um, so you never really fit in with either or, you know, it's almost like I got bullied for being mixed until like I had to like prove to myself like, like, you're not going to fuck with me type shit. Like. Um, yeah, I was a good kid, but I would still stand up for myself and I'd still like, like almost like make them respect me in a sense. Yeah. Um, what I learned from that is, um, I learned that people, whoever the minority is, they're going to single out, um, the person that isn't like them. So say there's a group of, um, all white people. And you walk in the room and you're Asian, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're going to they're going to put stereotypes on the Asian. They're going to make the Asian person feel uncomfortable. If there's a room full of Asian people and you're brown, the Asian people are going to, you know, they're going to target you because you're you're not like them. You're yeah. different from them, you know. So it's all just like <clears throat> what like the majority is versus the minority. And the minority usually like tends to get picked on in a way, you know, so. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that, you know, they think, um, they think, oh yeah, you can only be racist to this or that or this or that, but it's really like, you know, stereotypes can go always and discrimination Mm -hmm. is, is always in all shapes and forms. Um, you can always make anyone feel uncomfortable and it's just like, we're all human, you know? So, 
there's no need we're no different you know our skin color or religion it doesn't separate us from what the one true race is which is human race like we're no we're no different from anybody yeah um so i was just realizing that at a young age to be honest um kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things on like how the world is like how people's brain works um how people like to single out people that they see as different than them type shit Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah pretty much in your personal life did you ever feel pressure to conform to certain cultural expectations or norms that were set for you from like both your indian and your like british heritage uh for sure uh i feel like once they started the indian people started speaking about me behind my back in punjabi i uh i wanted to learn punjabi more i wanted to be mm-hmm. more a part of that certain crowd so they couldn't say shit like that i remember i was sitting um in a restaurant with my bg which is my grandma in indian mm-hmm. um and it was just me and her and I was like, teach me, teach me. And she's telling me these words and I'm taking these words in and I'm trying so hard to remember them. Yeah. And I go to school the next day and I'm just saying these fucking words, like, you know, just putting them in sentences. Like, we're playing soccer. I'm saying these words to them and shit. Like, just really trying to... Yeah. Like, to conform like, and be a part of You know, conform yeah. and be a part of it and shit. And it was just so funny looking back at it. It was like... Yeah. <laughs> Try, trying way too hard to I'm fit in. I'm saying random words like yeah. car- <laughs> carrot in Punjabi or like, you know, like potato, like aloo and shit. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. random shit. Like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing, bro? It's just fucking hilarious. No, I feel um, that, though. I think it was funny, though. You know, it was yeah. jokes for sure. Yeah. Um, like, there's a kid trying to fit in, man. You know, kids, we, we all, kids, we all do stupid shit trying to, yeah. trying, to, trying, to, trying to fit in. He's like, I'm going to show you guys I'm Punjabi too. Like, I know yeah. some of this too. That's I'm what it you. is. I yeah. can say some funny shit I'm too. I'm a real boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 100%. Um, did people ever have misconceptions or incorrect assumptions on you based on your racial background? Um, how do you mean? You want to explain that a little bit? Like, like i don't know for my brother i can say because he's a brown guy like a lot of white people will look at him like he is the shit starter in a room or like he's gonna he could be aggressive they have like you know they have misconceptions about the way he acts because of how Mm. he looks and he looks um Mm -hmm. like intimidating to them oh no yeah for sure um yeah uh this is more so recent actually um not really recent but like maybe five years ago so um I had a group of friends that were black and um, they would say to me, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this, actually. Mm -hmm. They'd say to me, they're like, uh, you're the realest uh, N-word white boy we know. Like, you're like Mm -hmm. basically saying like, like white people can't be like authentic or like real or like stand on like real shit like black people can. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I just I'm looking at them like. Like, what, just because I'm half white, I can't be fucking sick? I yeah. can't be dope? Like, I can't spit real shit? I mm-hmm. can't, like, stand on shit? Like, it's like I have to be, like, your color in order to be what you think is real? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, just because I'm white doesn't mean shit. Just because I'm brown doesn't mean shit. It's, mm-hmm. like, my core, like, my soul, my brain. Like, yeah. 
what I've been through creates me not my fucking skin color at all. For sure. At fucking all. Yeah. And like yeah. that's what people 100%. need to understand. Like that shit don't fucking matter. Yeah. That doesn't matter exactly. at all. You could be fucking purple and you can be a real one. That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I couldn't have said yeah. it better. Like sounds like an episode title right there. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Caption that shit. Real shit. It's it's just facts. Like I could literally be fucking this color right here. And I could be a real G. Yeah. And I'm, it doesn't matter if I'm white, orange, pink. Yeah. Purple, fucking turquoise, beige. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's my heart. It's my soul. It's my mm-hmm. brain. Like, right. What I've been through creates who you are, not your fucking what's on your skin. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I live by. That's something that I know, you know. And I'm tired of hearing that, like. Just because I'm white, I can't be real. Or like, you know, they're like a surprise. They were surprised. Like, you're actually a real one. Like, you know, you stand on shit like black people do. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Like, we, anyone can stand on shit. Anyone can Seriously. be real or authentic, you know? And I don't want that to come off as a wrong way, but it's just facts. Like, no, I get skin, what you're saying. Skin color doesn't mean shit. Yeah, you know? it's not like a defining yeah. no, not at all. factor in any. Like not at all positive or negative like, no, yeah. no 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 and that's, that's just true. something i feel oh, like yeah. people need to understand you know yeah like, like yeah. judging a book by its cover just looking at you being like well you're this color so you should be that i'm shocked that you're not that yeah exactly yeah. It's, it's like, like huh it's like why have you what? set six boxes for me based on what i look like already mm-hmm. it's weird 100 percent. yeah um how did bullying as like in your childhood impact you mentally and emotionally especially because of like or like bullying related to race and fuck it made me mad it made me really angry yeah really really angry um cuz it was the same sort of thing i'm like why am i not treated like the rest of you why am i judged based on me being mixed like what the hell does that have to do with it yeah like and like bullying just in general like i just think it's stupid like you're gonna pick on someone for for what for what they look like for how they talk for you know it's just like it's it's weak shit and clearly there's some shit going on at at the crib or behind closed doors that you have to fucking make someone else feel less than that because you feel like that motherfucker Mm -hmm. like don't make me feel like shit because you feel like shit at home Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're not dope, and like it's just like you see through that shit. It's all just projection. It is. All their own it insecurities, totally man. They're mm-hmm. just searching for that one laugh from their friend. Yeah, that validity. Exactly, validation yeah. for sure. And then they go home, and you know whether it's their older brother or their dad or their cousins or whatever, fucking doing it to them. It's yeah. just like a exactly a cycle. A cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you feel isolated from other people based off of, like, the bullying and the comments that people would make? Yeah, definitely, because I was the only mixed kid there. So I didn't really have anyone else that could be like, I feel you, I feel you, you know? It was Mm -hmm. more so, like, you just got to prove, like, which is stupid. You shouldn't have to prove that you're as solid as the next guy. Um, But that's just basically what it was, just proving that, like, yeah, I'm not what you think. I'm not this fucking loser, you know? That you can fit in. Or that you can yeah, I can more than fit in. I can fucking... I thrive. can be the crowd. I can, you know? Like, yeah. it's Yeah. Not, 
you shouldn't feel the need to like prove your worth to different groups either exactly and as a kid too that's hard because that's all you want as a kid you want to fit in with your crowd you want to have a million friends as a kid Mm -hmm. i feel like now like i don't want a million friends i'm good with the fucking five homies that i got that are like i know are gonna pull up for me um but as a kid you want all these loose ends and you want to know this fucker and that fucker and you want to be tight with this click and that click and it's just like as a kid i think that really like it it cuts deep yeah to uh not fit in with the certain crowds and having to feel like you got to prove yourself that you're more than what they think you are mm-hmm. for sure yeah how do you like how did you cope with that at the time um uh, fuck to be honest i don't even know um i feel like just rage just anger yeah um i had obviously an older brother at home um and we would like we would fight a lot like not like like you're a bitch you're a bitch not like he'd come home and we'd wrestle and like you know like he he my older brother he used to be a fighter and shit you know like he still trains and shit so he would always like teach me like new moves or shit when i was younger you know um so like i was always like at a certain point i was just fighting and like we'd all have sleepovers of like 20 kids at a birthday party and we'd all wrestle and do like tap outs and i'd shit kick every kid and they'd Mm -hmm. be like oh like he you know like and they'd have a certain respect for me after yeah yeah so i don't know if that's coping but um that's what the hell I did. Yeah, it's <laughs> reacting. It's reacting and like by accident paving a different like yeah. I mean, meaning for other people of who you are, which you shouldn't have to do. But you know, if it shuts some people up, then it worked, right? Exactly. I think it's. De- I think it's definitely to some extent in some situations that is that can be a healthy way of channeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe even the sure. circumstances are different. and Everything you know, it's like why some people put their kids in the boxing yeah. or into like karate. You know. Get to kick someone's ass legally for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, some sort of discipline as well too. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there's actually there's a training aspect to it. You know, no one's getting stabbed. Yeah, so exactly. There's a lot, lot more positives to it, and it's in a good, good controlled environment. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, brother. Was there a specific situation that caused that switch to flip, where you all of a sudden became assertive and confrontational in order to protect yourself? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, in grade six, I had uh, I had a group of friends and this group of friends um all the girls wanted to be around like all the popular girls and guys like they're the popular guy group basically right mm-hmm. and um yeah they were all brown and um we were homies tight 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 homies um and i really liked being their friend and i remember i went to school one day and uh, we were waiting outside of our class and I, I walk up to one of the homies and I'm standing there. I'm like, what's up? And he's being he's being weird. Something about him's weird. And then the other homies pull up and like they all walk away and like stand in their own group. I'm like, what the fuck? So I walk up to them. I'm like, what What's going on? And they're like ignoring me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're not saying anything. And they're like smiling like, mm-hmm. like you know, like being yeah. little bitches and shit. Um. And I was like, what the fuck? The bell rang, we went in class. And then, like, at lunch, the main guy, like, I guess was the leader. He was like, yeah, like, we heard you said this and that. So, like, we're not fucking with you and shit. And, like, they would tell all the girls, like, 
like some random shit about me that wasn't true or like some like goof shit i felt like i had to like prove that i didn't say the shit that they thought i said yeah because i never said no shit you know i was proud to be their friend i was like these are the homies like they knew my parents like they would come over after school like give them food shit like that yeah um and then it got to a certain point to where like after school one day like i had this other group of friends that yeah they were really close to and like we like they had their issues with that group too and it was after school it was after school going into spring break and uh the main guy that was uh that in the group that i used to have a problem with he shoves one of my homies into the fence and the fence has like a like a little rod sticking out of it and it goes like through this kid's ear this kid pulls Jeez. his ear out his ear is bleeding and it was a huge brawl we're like we're fucking fighting so we go to the gravel field and we all start throwing down there's like three people in total including me on my team and then there's four people on their team mm-hmm and we're just scrapping it out on the gravel field, like doing these kids in. It was so fucked, like throwing them on the ground, kicking them. Mm. It was like 4.30 after school. And um, one of the teachers sees and he's like, all of you like come here and shit. We were in huge shit, huge, huge shit. I think we I didn't get suspended because he didn't see me hit anyone or do anything. But we were in huge shit. Um. And then after that, those kids had like a everything changed. Like we got back from spring break, and all of a sudden they were all chills. Like they were all like trying to be like homies with us and shit. And like our groups just formed. And it was just weird though. Like they started shit for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. no reason at all. They turned everyone against me for no reason. And then that fight happened. And then all of a sudden after spring break, we were all chills. It was so weird. Yeah, it was such a weird situation, and I still keep in contact with that main guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's chill's guy. We talk every year and then. Good guy now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a weird situation. Yeah, so weird. Is. I don't yeah. even like know why it had relevance, but um, like that's where you flipped. That was yeah, that was where I flipped, and that was a group to where like I trusted, and um, I gave all my trust in them, and they turned on me like that. Yeah. And it was a hard couple of months. You know, I remember going home, being sad, being depressed. Um, the girls that I, we used to chill with used to call me and be like, yeah, they're saying this about you and that. Like, we don't know. And it was just like, I felt like I was put in this situation that was completely false and like complete rumors. It yeah. was just a fucked up situation all around, to be honest. Sounds mm-hmm. like it. Complete flip. Yeah. <clears throat> um... So how did you cope with the emotional and social implications of being more assertive and confrontational? Meaning, like, people are seeing you differently now. They used to see you as, you know, somebody who would take it on the nose. Now they're seeing you as somebody who's, like... I I think even when you tend to be someone who's self-protecting, people just make assumptions. So they're like, oh, this guy's aggressive now. This guy Mm -hmm. is... You know, we can't trust him. He's like, you know, he's he's like... Not, what's the word? Not sneaky, Scott, but like unpredictable, shady. shady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, what? <clears throat> uh, yeah, like, how did you cope with that? What was that like for you? What was the experience? Um, I feel like I just started to tell myself, like, and tell everyone else too, like, it just I am who I am. Like, um, no one's gonna change that. Um, obviously, 
I never wanted to be that way. I never tried to be that way. It's just mm-hmm. life opens life opens up doors and like experiences to where like you learn certain things about how people work and about how situations work. And uh, it like reroutes the the way your brain thinks. Uh, you mm-hmm. react to things differently, um, way different than you would before. And some people accept it, and some people see it as like you said, shady, impulsive, aggressive. But they don't know what got you there. 100%. And I'm sure if people understood what had got me there, they would. Like I'm sure if people see this podcast, a yeah. lot of people that had maybe something negative to see to say about me, I'm sure maybe one person will be like, oh, "Okay, I understand now." Yeah. Like he's not what I think. Yeah. He's yeah. just went through shit that made him have like a hard shell, like For a sure. hard body. You know, mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I didn't have like, and I never want to like come across as oh i didn't have it easy but like i really didn't you know Mm -hmm. um yeah and i just i wish that some people maybe saw it as like i'm not like oh yeah i guess sure i'm choosing to be the way i am but it's situations that molded me into being who i am and that's just something that i preach that i just am who i am and i still try and be a nice guy and polite and loving for sure um, I feel like there's way more fucked up people than me in the world, 100. percent I mean, like, I, think, I have oh, yeah. strong morals oh, yeah. and I stand on real shit. You know, yeah. I think for us, like even I had the conversation with you when we were prepping for this. Like, I think we were around a lot of people too that had like false assumptions about you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Even back then, when I think about grade 12, like I I said this to you earlier. I remember kind of seeing like you through all of that do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like we would talk and there was a lot of stuff and like you guys were all you know doing some i don't even know how to put it you guys just were all in bad spaces not doing great things and i don't know like when i talk to you i I seen like a real person behind that and like some people you don't get that so like Mm -hmm. i think more people need to look at people through the lens through that kind of a lens. Like, I don't know what lens that really was that I was looking at you through, but, like, mm-hmm. the ability to, like, try and look for something else instead of just being like, oh, this guy is this. He's assertive. He's too much. He's way in your face. He's this. Like, you know, he's unpredictable. Like, maybe just try and look beyond the surface a little bit. Yeah, Because, exactly. I don't know, when I did, like, I, I kind of knew this person was under the whole time. Yeah. Even though well, I didn't know specifics. It's like understanding. Like, you take a mm-hmm. second to understand and... and like think to yourself why why this why that and like it it takes a certain person that has like compassion and empathy to be like okay no like yeah maybe they're making these choices but no one's born that way 100 percent. i mean yeah yeah i always saw like a genuine guy under there like yeah it takes a different level and all that yeah it takes a different level of maturity too to come out the other side and be like Mm -hmm. this is what happened i know i made mistakes uh and i'm I'm here to own it yeah that's all you can do you know um no one wants to well i guess some people do but that's no way to grow that's no way to learn yeah that's no way to get forgiveness or anything you got to own your shit where you went wrong even if you think maybe you did this for the uh the right reasons at the time you know if you hurt someone then the apology is needed and uh, like uh yeah you got to put them yourself in their shoes sometimes you know and that's what i wish some people did to me like they put themselves in my shoes like totally different situations totally different family dynamic Mm -hmm. totally different um 
environment in like growing up mm-hmm. it's hard being like more mature as well because all mm-hmm. your friends around you that are the same age aren't as mature so when they yeah. like do little things you're like yeah you're grouped in hell? that for sure and i feel like when you're out, young kids what's up I said when you're young, like, kids are looking to judge. I feel like they're not looking to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's easier. Yeah, it is easier. And, like, you see that a lot. And people, I think there's a lot of lumping, too. Like, if you're in a group, people will lump you all as one. You know, like, mm-hmm. if you're hanging around a certain person that people know to have done this, then you're obviously like that, too, if you're around yeah. them. And, like, they just, know, they it's dangerous. Just, yeah, they just assume by association. I know it's, it's always easier... On, mm-hmm. on two on two different lines and everything on one line you know just to lump in and like group together other people to have a sense of belonging and also for, then for people on the outside just to assume that everyone in that one group they must they must all be the same yeah mm-hmm. they all got they all got to be the same person and everything you know they might like they dress mm-hmm. they dress them or they talk to them or they're, oh, they're definitely the same person it's like that's yeah. never that's not always that's not always the, the case, case and everything yeah it takes more effort to see beyond the smoke screen too and some people just don't care right? yeah they're no. just like whatever i'll just see you as what you are and judge you accordingly but yeah i mean like because yeah. you know a lot of people do that cause, a lot of people do that because it's easy no one likes no one likes doing shit the real way the hard way mm-hmm. yeah 100%. well i mean yeah it's easier for me to just say that person's wrong and they're whack instead of saying well you know they've been through this and this and that could have affected that decision mm-hmm. you know but 100 how did this transformation in behavior like becoming more assertive affect your mental health because i imagine there was like positives and negatives because one is like you're standing up for yourself the other side is like people are seeing you differently or like yeah for sure maybe you lose a side of yourself exactly that um you're standing up for yourself and you're not taking really shit from anyone anymore and maybe it'll get to a point to where like you're too don't fuck with me you know which i feel like i was for sure um positives you don't get shit anymore no one tries to shit on you um yeah people actually are respected yeah people actually more so trying the hardest to not step on your toes Mm -hmm. um the downside is yeah you have people shit talking you behind the doors um people always have shit to say you know people always have yeah just things to say behind your back and those things obviously always come back to you and um yeah it is shitty to hear mm-hmm. um it's shitty to hear that someone thinks negatively of you um I think especially when it's like a misunderstanding for sure 100 percent. Mm-hmm. or even if like they heard right it's like instead of shit talking just come come have a conversation but at the same time it's like maybe they're afraid of stepping on my toes by having that conversation yeah. um so i understand i see both sides Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's always shitty hearing hearing uh, things said about you that aren't positive. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you regret taking that approach? No. Like no. No. Right away. No, I don't regret anything. Um, Good. I don't think. You yeah, should. I feel like I'm here where I am, thinking how I am for a reason because of all of that. You know, it's mm-hmm. all. Life is all learning, you know, even if they were bad decisions or bad, like experiences that didn't benefit me in a positive way at the time in a messed up way. Maybe they're benefiting me positively now into thinking how mm-hmm. I think and into taking a certain approach to things, into being accountable, into having this sense of uh, maturity to where um, 
I'm like, yeah, I did do those things, this and that, but um, I'm here now. Uh, would I do those things now? No, because I've learned, because I've yeah. been through the ringer, because okay. I've experienced, because I've taken the time to take a step back and think about maybe who I've affected or like I said, maybe if my judgment and my actions at the time were justifiable, even though they hurt someone, would I do it again? No, because I don't, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings or, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. basically just that. Yeah. If you could give someone who's going through this experience, like a bullying or feeling like out of place, discrimination, um, any advice, what would it be? Um, I say always stand up for yourself never let someone walk all over you never let someone say rude things to you always um, maybe don't have an aggressive approach unless it gets to that point to where they're being aggressive never let anyone walk all over you you know never let anyone say rude things to you where you're gonna go home and think about them and cry in your bedroom with the lights turned off listening to fucking sad music yeah never let it get to that point yeah never just you know they always say just walk away but what you're walking away to depression at your house to where you know some people take their lives over this shit 100 percent. some people hurt themselves over this shit you know like it gets to that point and a lot of people will just walk away it's the it's not it gets to a point to where that might not be the easiest thing you know because then you're be just worse. Yeah, exactly yeah. at that point you're just another casualty on the news oh a poor young yeah. dude took his life because of xyz and it's like nah like it gets to a certain point to where if you're really really hurting over these things that are being said to you and you're feeling like and you know you deserve more and you know you're a good person stand up for yourself yeah you should have have people around you that are gonna also stand up for you if you have people in your crowd and you have a bully and this bully is saying all this shit to you and you have people in your crowd standing right next to you la- either laughing or just standing there and not saying anything those aren't the people you want around you Facts. real shit you yeah. want people that are going to be like listen don't fucking say that to my homie real shit mm-hmm. don't fucking talk to my homie like that and if the person's big and scary so what what they're gonna they're gonna push you around they're gonna they're gonna hurt you they're gonna never gonna touch you or hurt you again because you're standing up for yourself and as scary as that seems i've been through situations like that to where there's people that have been like five times the size of me fucking with me yeah and i've told them shut the fuck up don't fucking talk to me like that and they're like oh wow or what i'd be like and what then let's go and you know maybe once or twice yeah i actually had to go with them um which means fight but um a lot of the time they just fuck off yeah because they're like okay this guy is he's he's tough he's tough he's not and once they see that you're gonna continue to allow shit like that being said they're only gonna keep going because you're an easy target Mm -hmm. because you're gonna allow it because it's easy for them you can't like be the bigger person at the expense of yourself like you can't like you have to think about number one at the end which is you like you Mm -hmm. you really just do and like, yeah, as for bystander friends, like that's a no. Anyone yeah. that's going to sit by and watch it, you don't need them. 
You don't kick need them. them. Kick them to the curb. Yeah, exactly. Because yep. a real one's going to be just as mad, if not more mad, for you than you are. Yeah, exactly. And that's just the type of people you need to have around you. People that are going to feel the emotions that you're having and be like, no, nah, my homie's not feeling like that on my watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the real ones. Since the smoke has cleared and these hardships are in your past, how do you feel now looking back on these experiences? Tremendous. <laughs> so fucking awesome. Um, I feel like I could have gone a lot of ways. I feel like uh, I could have spent a lot of time just being bullied and had shit said to me and um, just dug myself into a deeper depression. Um Instead, I took the hard route, which was standing up for myself. Obviously, that's scary when you're dealing with a person that's way bigger than you and way stronger than you. And But at the end of the day, I'm proud, you know. I took the strong approach, and um, I did it on my own. I didn't have people to stand by me and stand yeah. up for me. I did it all myself. Um, so, yeah. I think you 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 have a very good point when it comes to standing up for yourself because yeah you're right they do try and teach us nowadays like hey just you know like let it let it go it, it ain't it ain't worth it it ain't worth the charge it ain't worth getting this or that on your record it ain't do it worth like people seeing it that way but it's like fuck that that's bullshit that's pussy shit right there mm-hmm. that's what they teach all these kids nowadays and then you have all these kids that are just getting pushed around by all the other bigger kids exactly. administration doesn't do shit the law doesn't do shit and i think you know we need to be te- we need to be teaching and encouraging people to be to take more self-accountability and how to actually deal with problems head on and not just let the problem grow. Yeah. Yeah, it's this um it's this pussy shit of uh um, it's pushover. Yeah, exactly. All that wits shit. Walk away, uh tell the teacher <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah. What fuck what what about when I'm yeah. fucking thirty and my boss is bullying me? Who the fuck I'm gonna tell yeah, then? Yeah. Like <laughs> you can't keep running to people for your problems all your life. It, and it might sound fucked. I don't give a fuck. This is tough love. It comes to a certain point to where like you no one's coming to save you mm-hmm. in this life. No one is coming. Yep. You you can't run to the teacher, you can't run to the cops, you can't run to authority all your life. There has to be a certain point to where you need to be the authority figure in your life and you need to stand up for yourself. That's right. Yeah. Exactly, Who are you yeah. going to run to? Like y- you can't and like that's something that like even like my sister has dealt with. She'll always run to people. Mm-hmm. Shit happens to her in school. She comes to me, Erica, message this guy, do this, do this. And it's like, yo, like, and yeah, I've done it. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's my sister. But I also, I've spoken to her, like, yo, you need to fuck. And it gotten to a point to where, like, I distance myself from my sister. I don't really talk to my sister because she involves me in a lot of fucking shit that I don't need to be involved in that b- bites me in the ass after. Yeah. Like,. It's just like, you know, so I'm quite content. Like I have an amazing girlfriend that stands by me through fucking anything that has literally been the true definition of ride or die. My girlfriend fucking amazing. Like A1. Shout out to Carissa. She's fucking G. That's why I wanted you guys to meet her. She's fucking G. Yeah. Yeah. We want to. um, She's always stood by me and always supported me through anything. So, shout out to Car. Shout out you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything you want to ask me? Yeah, and like what you were saying before, where like once you like stand up for yourself once, like pe- the big the bullies or whoever is like talking shit, like 
they see that you can stand up for themselves and they stop picking mm-hmm. on the easiest target you know mm-hmm. they start realizing like hey this guy he's tough like he can actually fight back like if i say something to him like i might get my feelings hurt you mm-hmm. know yeah. like mm-hmm. and exactly yeah you you just gotta stand up for yourself i mean on the other hand though there's a negative for standing up for, to yourself because you got people that you care about that are like yo like help me out like stand up for me stand yeah. up for me i see you standing for your up for yourself so like what mm-hmm. about me it's like mm-hmm. you're your, you can stand up for yourself too brother like yeah it comes to a certain point to where like you need to take control of your own life and i feel like society and i don't know what it is uh this like society these days is so fucking like pussified to where like everyone's worried about being too sensitive and this cancel culture and all this stuff it's like okay yeah i understand you know but life is life it can be hard that's the reality of it life isn't unicorns and fucking sunflowers Mm -hmm. life will smack you in the face and laugh about it yeah like and ain't shit funny about the situation for sure You, you gotta you gotta take control of your own life and it's it's just tough love and i feel like yes this world needs love but this world also needs tough love right now to where like our youth needs to understand like you're in control of your own life and um Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta like no one's coming no one's coming and you gotta you gotta you gotta face shit head on yeah head on it's the only way to do it yep So, for everyone watching us through video as well, you can see that there are a bunch of shoes and some pants and some hoodies around the set. So, um, my last question is, what does your life look like now? Do you want to tell us a little bit about everything here? Oh, yeah. I'll go on a rant right here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, we'll get into the shoes first because that's what I started off with. All right. So... COVID hit, everyone knows COVID hit. I was working construction. Um, I ended up getting laid off from my job. Um, I had money saved up. Uh, and I was scared. I was like, what am I going to do for money? You know, obviously I have bills. I have things I need to take care of. And uh, I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset to where I don't like working for someone. I would love to be my own boss. And um, I took this approach um, by doing custom shoes and making art um i've always found art to be a passion of mine i've always expressed feeling and um emotions through art and just i i think art's fun you know i have a good time and uh i like it when people appreciate what i create so um this shoe right here is a shoe i made for my girlfriend before we started dating Mm um i like it yeah, she worked at a vape store, and um, that was, like, the vape store I started going to. Um, and she found out I was doing shoes, so I made these for her. Obviously, I think they're fucking sick, yeah, they're to be sick. honest. They're, they're drippy. Dripping. I spent Love the drip. a long time on these shoes. Like, I got the stars on them and stuff in the front. Like, almost yeah, like, yeah, like, like the Louis V stuff. She's very into, um, like, astral and stuff like that. It just fit her vibe, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um let's go this one right here my girlfriend's shoe as well we started dating 
what we would do was we would paint each other we would paint our bodies and stuff like that just like have like a very spiritual like sweaty experience just like filled with love you know incense going candles it was real shit like it was it was real shit you guys really like you know, you might be laughing, but you had to be there to understand. No, like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm laughing because I've, I've done that stuff before, and I understand what you're saying. No, you, shoe, you feel, you feel different. Yeah, man, this shoe was a lot of love involved in making these shoes. A lot of, a lot of passion, a lot of emotion. Um, yeah, just a fucking sick shoe, honestly. They're yeah, sick. I like the colors. It's cool. I, I think that's kind of like an official colorway. I think I'd see. It looks like a it's looks fire, nice. Right? It looks yeah, like it's a nice colorway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll I like those too. Yeah. This one, uh, it's kind of beat. I need to touch it up a bit, but uh, I love tigers. Um, mm-hmm. This is a Siberian white tiger, I believe. That's uh, sick. Didn't you have a belt with like a Bengal tiger on it or that's something? Funny you say something like that. <laughs> I remember you showing me that at the beach, bro. You were like, check this out. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, yeah. So I got the tiger right here, and then just simple shit, you know. Nice. Um, all hand painted. Um, a lot of love put into this one too. That one's sick. Um, we'll go with this one. This one I'm not done. Um, I've honestly I've been working on this shoe for like two years. <laughs> wow. I've not touched it in two years. I just brought it because it is mm-hmm. sick, and um, I just wanted oh, to yeah. showcase no, it. No, it is. Show oh, both sides. Yeah. It's, there's so much detail that in that. That was awesome. No, yeah. Like yeah. was it was this was that one just a basic uh, black Air Force before you modded yeah, it yeah. out? Yeah. No, it looks it looks really nice. Basic it black does. Air Force, uh, hand painted as well. Yeah, it's, I wanted to do like a galaxy mm-hmm, I love Space it. Jam vibe. Yeah. So I definitely need to be finishing these. It's <laughs> been so long. Um, what else? This one. This one, I love Spider Man. Um, Venom, I love too. So I used 3, 3D uh, fabric paint here to represent like Venom's like symbiote uh the black stuff he fucks yep. around yeah, yeah. shit his web i got a venom on the side and it's also to match that hoodie right there Here, let um, me let me hold it up for the people to yeah. see yeah so you'll see on the on the hood pull, yeah. if you want to pull up the hood yeah yeah so on each side it's venom's eye kind of like the bape hoodie design yeah yeah that's what you I know was it's got the teeth and mm-hmm. show the, the eyes and then the back was just a freestyle like Venom Spider too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's got the black stuff everywhere on the hood on the hoodie as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I was on a hype for Venom. I still am. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> um, we'll go with this is my most recent one. I made these. Um, I just thought this color was sick. Actually, this color I really scheme. I like the base color. Like I think that's a really cool. Yeah. One. So this like was a normal white Air Force. And I coffee dipped it. That's fine. So I don't know if you guys have yeah, ever seen no, that. Is that, I that, why, to do is that, that why it looks kind of cream and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Coffee dip it. And then, um, yeah, just painted my little blue and pink. And I, f- I love bubble gum. And yeah, like I was cotton candy. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was sick. And then this hoodie goes with it. So fuck. Looks super high. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. And then um, this one's my least favorite. You know, I don't really like designer but it's my personal shoe just burberry yeah simple these ones make the most money People that's nice for shit. sure 
I just like the color scheme on it. Um, mm -hmm. I think beige is cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's for yeah. that. No, it looks sick, man. I, I like. Oh, I, did I'm, you talk I'm, about this one? Oh yeah, that one. Um, my girlfriend came up with this idea actually. So I should have brought the other shoe. I totally it's like forgot. Miami, so man. yeah, so it's sun, sun, sunrise. Mm -hmm. Um, like in LA type shit. You know, cool. you got the birds, the palm trees, palm trees again, and then this side's free. But on the other shoe, on the other half. It's mm -hmm. like uh, it's nighttime. Oh, so that's sick. It's that got, is um, sick. Yeah, so it's got planets and oh, um, that'll be nice. Shit like that and like stars and my girlfriend came up with this idea. Uh, she doesn't like it, but I think it's fucking sick. I think it's I really think she cool. Killed like it. it. Yeah, she killed it. I think it'd look great because you because you're gonna be coloring the other side, right? No, bro. It's just the other side. Like no, it's the other shoe. Other, other shoe. shoe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's the nighttime, but each side is the insides are white. Yeah. I like how you did that. Yeah, that's yeah. actually really cool. I think that's going to be a, an interesting concept school. when they have it. Because I, I know Nike has actually done shoes like that, where they have one as one color scheme and one is like the opposite to it. Yeah, exactly. To go and, to go and mix, mix and match with it. So I thought that was cool. That's you really want to cool. pass Yeah, Sam, hand him the Yeah, video. I'll pass you this guy real quick. Just pass me the, the orange one, actually. All right, so this one was the second hoodie I ever made. I love spider. I'm scared to death of spiders, but I think <laughs> spiders and spider webs are sick. They've got a creepy tarantula looking fuck on there. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even look scary, though. I like that. He's like yeah. ready to go. Oh, he's, he's chilling. Yeah. He's all right. I got spider web on the hood. And then on the front, just simple creep and crawl. I thought that yeah, was creep yeah. and crawl. Yeah. Was cool, like a Halloween vibe. Yeah. Spider web there, too. Um, and then one passed me the yellow one, bro. Yeah, I'll get you that one real quick. All right, cool. Um, yeah, this is just basically what I do. I have fun uh, making art. Um, I do clothes a little bit, but more so shoes. Um, I'm right now uh, working on relaunching and rebranding with my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, just so we can create it together. Uh, we both, she helps me with a lot of these shoes that you see here with ideas she's got hella brains with this shit and we yeah. just we bounce ideas off each other yeah so this one i was on tiktok uh like a year ago and i kept seeing this number and it's a spiritual number it's something about having a spiritual awakening um and they say if you if you see it like um you're having a spiritual awakening things are going to change positive things are coming so i was like okay sick i'm gonna put that on a hoodie this hoodie was actually like oil stained um so i like it was my girlfriend's before she thought it was ruined but the oil stain was right here so i just did some cool shit here and then put 777 on the back with a spider web obviously yep. <laughs> and some paint splatter and shit i like doing cartoon shit mm -hmm. um i think that's cool yeah. um just like i said these are just hoodies that i'll rock um you put that one back yeah, up there yeah. nice dope um yeah, I like it. fuck yeah and that's just what what i do so right now um i don't have a current instagram for anything like i said i'm uh in the works of rebranding with my girlfriend gonna launch a website and uh, gonna make a new name and um make a website with exclusive drops and shit like that we can um, throw it into the description once you have it yeah, yeah we yeah, can yeah. add it anytime for sure um i guess i can shout out my uh my social media platform and shit. yeah yeah do okay it. so i'm just gonna shout out my uh my main instagram which is uh e dot 
underscore one eight seven seven seven. That's three sevens. Um, and then I'm gonna shout out my girlfriend's Instagram, which is uh, C A R I S S A T A Y L O R uh, X O. So that's Carissa Taylor X O. And basically, she um, she's focused on. Um, just empowering other women um, and being better women, standing with other women. Um, she's into fashion as well. Um, spiritual quotes um, and just uplifting people, uh, bringing love. Obviously, she'll she'll show all the meals that we eat. So if you like seeing Kill's food, tune in on that. Um, and yeah, if you're a girl, uh, give her a follow because she has some she has some dope stuff for uh, women to view and. Um, yeah, she's just into women helping other women and uh, empowering each other and just being better at the end of the day. So yeah, that's that's that, that's what it is. Yeah. Awesome. Before we wrap up, I wanted to extend our gratitude to you, Eric, for coming on the podcast and bravely sharing your deeply personal experiences with your parents' divorce, as well as the discrimination and bullying you faced growing up as a mixed-race individual in both Surrey and Vancouver. Your story is a testament to your resilience and strength, and I truly believe that by sharing it, you're going to help a lot of others who may be going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Your courage in opening up and sharing your journey is inspiring, and we really appreciate you for that. Thank you. That concludes this episode of After the Smoke Clears. We hope you enjoyed this interview with Eric, and if you did, make sure to follow us and turn on notifications so that you can be notified every time we post a new episode. As always, a huge thank you to our listeners for tuning in, and a reminder to follow us on our Instagram at After the Smoke Clears Podcast, and our TikTok at After the Smoke Clears Pod. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll be talking about another aspect of resilience and triumph in the face of adversity. Thanks again for listening to After the Smoke Clears, and we'll see you soon. See you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks.